What's up, everyone? Welcome back to my channel. This is a recap of Teen Mom 2 Season 8, Episode 30, which is the major road raid um, incident that happened with Janelle Evans. I'm going to go as quick as possible while I still have the light. We've only had light for about like 20, 30 minutes so far, like all day long. We set a record in terms of rainfall. So while I've got it, let's get into it. So Chelsea, she took her son Watson to the museum and then like her next scene was pretty much the same thing we've been seeing from her for quite a while now. She's talking about how Adam hadn't seen his daughter Aubrey in like a lot of months and then she also revealed that he hasn't seen his other daughter Paisley in over a year. I feel really bad for Paisley and I also feel really bad for her mom Taylor as well but at the same time I'm like girl you watched Adam be such a deadbeat father and an abusive boyfriend for years before you ever got with him and then you were on his side when he was like being a shithead to Chelsea as well like she should have had a lot more foresight than this and expected a lot more for her daughter like it must be really like hard on her to realize that she had the heads up that a lot of women who get trapped with deadbeats don't have and she decided to look the other way and procreate anyway let's move on to Leah she finally gets her girls back after she returns home from Hawaii and she's just really excited to um, see them and she's telling them in the car but the girls are just too consumed with their cell phones which is so funny and it's really wild how quickly these girls grew up as well Allie reveals that she didn't eat for five days while she was sick and um, she also requests first class flight tickets to Hawaii that what a funny girl she is though Leah had picked the twins up from Corey at that point she still needed to get Addie and she headed over to her sister's house to do so and there with all the kids there um, meeting up with each other reuniting um, she talks about needing to go to I think it was Columbus to go see Dr. Tsao who is a specialist on muscular dystrophy um, to get an update on what's going on with Ali's health condition but is it just me or did she promise to stop talking about this in front of Allie so that she wouldn't like um, internalize and overly identify with her um, disability a couple of seasons ago? I could be wrong, but I kind of feel like that was a thing and I'm wondering what happened there. So back in Miami, Brianna calls her mom about Javi showing up and Roxanne says that she thinks that Javi's just a player and that he's shady and Brianna absolutely should not trust him. Brianna says that she's comfortable with Javi being there and Roxanne says that he's just there for the limelight and offers to bring all of the kids the whole gang and um <laughs> and go see Bri uh, Brianna and take care of her themselves. Like they are a package deal. Again, what does Brittany do for work and why does she like what, 26, 25 plus? Um, why does she not have uh, anything else going for herself outside of being her sister's henchman? Meanwhile, in Dover, uh, Kale talks to her friend Bonehead, who as usual is wearing something that absolutely does not complement her color palette. But anyway, um, and they talk about how Chris called her a, uh, a crappy mom while she was away on vacation, which is an uh, a major low blow, especially considering the fact that Lux has been with Kale pretty much every single day since he's been born and um kale did or make arrangements to get lux over to chris as well while she was gone like she kind of went out of her way to do that so it wasn't really fair for him to do that and then she talks about wanting to put him on child support and um, she claims that Chris is really upset because she promised not to do that and other things as well and then she's like well you promised not to cheat on me and you promised you'd be a good dad but it's kind of like girl again 
you know what, let me just stop there. Kale then talks about how angry she is that Chris is gonna be cut a, a break in terms of how much she needs to pay for her son Lux because of the income that she makes from the show. Um, she's really upset about that. She's like, he's not gonna be paying that much and it's because of the income from the show. He only works part-time when he can be working full-time but I think at this time, Chris was still a student so it was understandable that he was only a part-time worker while um, going to school full-time and in the long term, that is what's best for Lux for Chris to, um, you know, stay in school and earn his degree, right? And again, ladies, you're the one who decides whether or not a child enters this world. So use your sense. You know what I mean? Like Chris was working part-time or not working at all when she met him. He was a student when she met him and she still decided to go ahead and plan out this pregnancy. Like, did you think he would magically get a full-time job, like a full-time high-paying job? Obviously not, so use some common sense before you decide to, you know, allegedly plan a child with somebody. Okay, now you guys, things start getting a little wild here when it comes to delusion now. She is driving along the road with her nephew, Jace, and it seemed that she was hoping and praying for an Aubrey moment when Jace said that he wanted to change his last name. She asks him, kind of goading him, if he wants to change it to Ethan, and Jace is like, nah, I want something better, and I absolutely laughed at her face in that moment. Um, I do have to say, though, that it was smart of Janelle to give Jace her own last name for after she recognized that his father, Andrew, wouldn't be in the picture. Though it is quite ironic because she wasn't in the picture either. Hence the reason why Jace ultimately wound up um, being placed in her mother's custody, right? So it's great that Jace's last name matches his actual mother's, Barbara's. As they're driving, a truck behind them starts aggressively speeding up, trying to get Janelle to go even faster. And like, it seemed like they were tailgating um, Janelle and Jace, just like Janelle said. And at a certain point, um, um, Chanel start, decides that she's gonna slow down in order to let him know like, hey, I'm not gonna like speed just because you wanna pressure me into doing it. And then she kind of like cornered him. And so he gets really pissed off and eventually just swerves all the way around her. And in doing that, typically when you're pissed off at another driver, like you look at them, like give them the stank eye or whatever. And so I'm assuming that since he went through Jace's side, he had to have seen that there was a child in the car. I'm not even assuming, I'm saying he had to have seen that there's a child in the car. But he still decided to brake check them. And so like the car seat in the very back kind of went flying forward. Jason Janelle went flying forward and she was absolutely pissed off and rightfully so. You don't do that to someone and you especially don't do that to someone who's got a child in the car with them. Granted, Jace absolutely should not have been seated up front like that. But still, you don't do that. And so Janelle gets really pissed off and flustered and she immediately demands Jace's phone. But I feel like that's something that she should have asked Jace to do. Take a photo of the license plate and then when they're safe off a highway, because they were on a highway, then you start uh, playing around with the phones, calling 911 and all of that stuff. But of course, Janelle um, did not decide to do that. She wanted to really amp things up in the heat of the moment. And then we head on back to Miami where Brianna probably should quit while she's behind with plastic surgery because this girl is going to get both her boobs and ass done for the second time. I mean, if neither of them worked out the first time around, just call it quits and go back to your regular body because there's nothing wrong with it in the first place. Remember how Roxanne tried to convince Brianna that she really needed to come down there and that she would do that? Um, well, it turns out that she was not playing because next up, while uh, Brianna is back home in the bed crying about how she's not with her mom and stuff, we see them like packing up and in the car driving on over to Miami. Like, 
Uh, both of her kids are there. Devon is there. Um, Brittany's there. Like it was the whole entire family and they ambush her um, in her apartment and Javi as well. Like it was so funny watching this go down. Roxanne was talking about how she planned to kind of um, confront Javi about his fakeness and all of that. Brittany calls him insecure and in need of validation from women. And Roxanne straight up calls his level of insecurity disturbing, which is a very strong word. Um, sidebar here, I absolutely did not appreciate all the texting and driving that Brittany was doing. You've got way too many lives in the palm of your hands to be texting and driving like that girl. Meanwhile, in West Virginia, Leah picks the girls up from school and goes on a rant about Allie's aid being dropped for no reason. Leah is heavily upset about Allie not having an aid anymore because the aid helped her with a lot of things outside of just academics. Like she helped her with her eating as well. She helped her with her wiping also. Like she helped her with so many different things, like even carrying a backpack because Leah, Allie doesn't always have the energy to do that. And it seemed like it was just a budget issue and it was not like discussed with them as parents prior to it happening because uh, maybe they could have come up with an alternative solution or they could have um, helped prep Allie for this in in transition for whatever might come next. It was a mess and I really, really did feel bad for her in that moment. Like you could tell she was extremely pissed off. Now back to Janelle's road rage situation. She calls 911 to report the brake checking stuff and then she decides to follow the guy with Jace in her car after hanging up. She takes her gun out of her glove compartment and lets out a really creepy smile and Jace even offers to provide backup in the form of a Nerf gun. Like it is just so so freaking sad. So Dum Dum calls her, you know, equally dumb husband David on the phone and like is giving him the play by play of what's going on. And she starts taking photos of the guy's like property, like everything. She's like, I call the cops on you. I call the cops on you, you dumbass. And then she tells the guy that she also has all these cameras in her car that like prove that she's in the right. Poor Jace, like his ears were beat red at this moment. Like you can tell he was having a lot of anxiety and fear over what would happen next. Like it's really scary to think that this woman is responsible for at least like five different children right now. Really scary. So anyway, um, as she's trying to leave the place, Janelle bumps into the guy's uh, mailbox. He, she runs it over, I guess. And I don't know if it was intentional or not. Like you really can't tell with that girl. So she runs over the mailbox and she's like, oh, sorry, didn't mean to do that. Well, the guy was already in his truck and guess what he did? Um, he decides to box her in because he was calling the cops on her as well. And so he's like, you're not leaving after the way you just stuck me down to my home the cops are going to confront you right here girl and so he tries to box her in and then she starts moving and he hits the front of her car and she starts flipping out over it as if she didn't do anything to deserve it like no one told you to come to this guy's property and disturb him and his family especially carrying a gun especially especially with your own child that you're putting at risk here so um janelle starts snapping and then she you know goes to her little holster area, wherever you keep your sodas in your car, and she pulls out her gun and then the screen goes black. I think you just briefly see her pointing it at the guy too as the screen goes black and it's like, this girl is disturbed on so many different levels that that is her first reaction after she's already been the aggressor of a situation. In West Virginia, again, Gracie and her hot pink lipstick being teased by Corey was too funny. She discusses the aid, Leah discusses the aid situation with Corey and they talk about it going against Allie's IEP, which is an individualized education plan. And they talk about pulling Allie out of school until the entire situation is resolved. Back in Road Rage Gate again, Janelle is on the phone with David who is rightfully cursing her stupid ass out for following the grown man 
to his place and the guy chases her back onto the highway. It was absolutely wild. Again, what she puts her child through. Poor Jace. I wish that Janelle could have been charged with like child endangerment, um, stalking, trespassing, brandishing a weapon, like something at the end of the situation. It's crazy how much this like, uh, this girl manages to get away with. She then hangs up on David because he's telling her the absolute truth about herself and she calls her producer and asks her to meet her on the highway as she's getting pulled over by a police officer. The police that the guy she stalked called on her. Um, so how amazing is it you guys that this psycho who just followed someone onto their property where their family lives destroyed some of it and pulled out a gun in front of her child for no reason um, can have a cop just come up to her window all casually and not fear for his life one bit and shoot her even though her gun is in plain sight unlike people like Philando Castile. Philando is a person who was pulled over for having a broken taillight which is like nothing things happen to your cars and so the cop comes over to him and he asked for his license and registration. And so like Janelle, his was in his glove compartment box. And he's like, okay, um, I can show it to you, but just FYI, I have a gun here that I'm licensed to carry. So as he's opening it, getting ready to show the, the cop his stuff, guess what happens? He gets shot right in front of his young child and dies on the spot. Meanwhile, crazy people like this who've already proven to have a history of like acting really erratically and wildly and irresponsibly with their gun within the past like couple of minutes and it's the reason why a cop was even called nope not scared at all oh that's a gun there lovely so anyway um the cop is just super casual about it and then he even asked her to step out of the car and i was like again here's another opportunity that they usually claim they feared for their lives janelle didn't even like slowly like unbuckle her seatbelt. remember her gun was like right here next to the place where like your seatbelt meets the buckle or whatever so as soon as he tells her to step outside she goes like this i was like if a psycho who was just stalking someone and pointing guns at them did move that quickly in front of me as a cop i would have been like damn better shoot this bitch and of course Janelle does not get shot wonder why that is so anyway of course Janelle starts shedding these misleading tears about the situation making herself a victim and she completely omits the fact that she followed the guy onto his own property with her child in the car and pulled out a gun for no reason she also didn't talk about um, running over his mailbox or anything like that Janelle is 100,000% the victim crazy 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 in Miami again Brianna is super emotional after waking up from her surgery in pain and then she cries about her mom not answering her phone um, when Shirley calls and almost as instantly as Shirley hangs up with her Brittany calls Shirley and she asks her to come downstairs and let her into the apartment and guys like everybody came marching in there for Brianna she really does have like quite the family unit Javi is very clearly sweating bullets when they come rolling through like the SWAT team and he decides that he wants to stay in a hotel because he's not comfortable with all of them being around Devon eventually comes up with Stella and Nova and um, he and Javi meet for the first time, what I'm assuming is the first time, and Javi's like, F this, I'm not staying anymore. He has a full-blown meltdown and starts packing, and as he's packing in his room, Roxanne comes over, she's like, hey, I wanna talk to you for a minute, and she goes in and let's have you guys. Like, she says that Javi was only here for the cameras, she calls him sneaky, she says that she didn't appreciate the way that he was dangling his deployment for seasons dating back to Kale, at least two seasons, even um, trying to manipulate Brianna with that sort of thing, 
thing. And she also calls them out for not considering any of the kids involved in their relationship by trying to move Brianna along really quickly up to Delaware. She's like, you don't even want to be in a relationship. You just want this for the camera. You're trying to preserve, you're trying to preserve your limelight. One of my favorite moments was when Roxanne told Javi, like you might've managed to pull this on Kale because she doesn't have a mother, but guess what? Brianna's got a mother and that's me. And she basically tells him that the jig is up, you guys. I love that, not, not that it's a dig on Kale or anything like that, but I love that it exposes a sort of pathology that certain people have where they go after vulnerable people. And a lot of uh, vulnerable people are people who are already not close to their family. So yeah, Kale was an easy target for someone like Javi to go after. Even more special to me than that line was when Roxanne practically dumped Javi for Brianna. And she tells me, you know what? Why don't you go back to Kale's iPod? <laughs> Obviously meaning podcasts, like the generational stuff is so funny to me. Um, Brittany then makes her singing debut with a single called I'm Captain Sabaho as Javi is leaving and Javi claims that he lost his image being with his family like he's like I'm not doing this for the spotlight in fact I lost my image being with this family and he packs up and leaves uh, now in the final final scene of the episode Jace um, and Janelle are still pulled over and so Jace calls his mom on the phone by the way he was left alone with this gun in plain sight not very smart Mr. Officer um, he calls his mom Barbara on the phone to explain the situation and he just sounded so full of anxiety, so shaken up. He couldn't speak straight and like his ears were glowing brighter than Rudolph's nose. Like it really was a sad sight to see. You guys, that wraps up the 30th episode of season eight of Teen Mom 2. But as usual, I'm more excited to hear what you have to say about everything. So please make sure to leave all of your thoughts and opinions in the comment section down below and we'll chat. You can also like this video, subscribe for more, feel free to share it with your friends as well, and follow me across social media where I absolutely love chatting with you. That's all for now. Thank you so much for watching and I'll see you next time.